it sounds like a pop people. It's it smaller. But it's in a coffee cup. So they, they just call it coffee. Mm, they get they get you with that uh you know, that branding. They want to reel you in. Well, I never had coffee cup sushi. Let me check this out. Dude, it rolls. I believe you. If I ate sushi, I, I would do it with you, but I don't eat sushi. So. You don't eat sushi? I'm a very picky eater. I, I've got I've gotten a lot better in in more recent years, but seafood in general, I just don't don't eat seafood. Okay. I like, I like fish and chips, and I like I, I can have fried mm. sushi, but I cannot have raw yeah. sushi. That's disgusting. The the thing with me and seafood is that it's twofold. One, I live in Massachusetts, so New England is like very seafood heavy. So like everyone eats seafood, fried seafood, lobster, whatever crab. Um, so I've tried lots of seafood over the years. Like I've given everything a shot. I've eaten everything, lobster, crab, sushi, swordfish, catfish, you know, clams, what have you, raw oysters. Oh, never again, never again. It was was a terrible, terrible experience. Nice oyster shooter. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a shooter. Get a couple brews, get a couple oysters, you're good to go. It came up the same way it came in immediately. I went right to the bathroom. I was like, we're going to go get some oysters after. Heck yeah, we are. (laughs) But yeah, so... I've given it its fair shot, but I, uh, I don't know. Maybe someday, maybe someday I'll, I'll work myself into it. It would be a shame to, to not be able to enjoy seafood, especially being so close to the water, getting that fresh out of the ocean stuff. But anyways, welcome everyone to the past control podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about seafood too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely evening, actually, this is the first time I think ever in the history of the show that I am the only person here. It's kind of bizarre. I, now, I'm, now, I'm now realizing that. I don't think, besides, I guess... There's three other people on this podcast. You're not the only one. Yeah, there. but I mean, the only one that matters, right? That's fair. Uh, well, That's fair. it's just bizarre, because okay. it's, yeah, it's, always, it's always Mike and I, at the bare minimum... And then everyone else comes or, and or goes. Or Todd and you for a spoiler cast. That's true. Todd Todd is the spoiler cast uh, seat, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of bizarre. I kind of like it. It's a little fresh, a little funky. Keep keep the conversation going. So joining us, returning guest, you may know him from his words and beautiful face over at Prima Games, Mr. Jesse Vitelli. That's me, Jesse. How you doing over there? I'm doing all right. It's been a long day, but I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah! Uh, thanks for having me. Happy to have um, you. We'll we'll keep it we'll keep it tight. We'll keep it tight for you. You know, I don't believe you. Dude, listen, and that's I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, here to, I'm here to roll. I'm not the person you got to reel in. We know who we got to reel in. I got my coffee cup sushi in the fridge. I'm good to go. No. I'm, I'm ready. Don't out, me, don't out me like this. <laughs> don't out me like this. And they're already fighting. It, what are we, 45 <laughs> seconds in? That's a new record. 45 seconds into the show, but, like, we've already been in this call. Well, Cam and I have been in this call since, like, 8.15, so. Yeah, I know. It bled onto Twitter earlier. That's true. That is true. We'll talk true. about Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah, will we? I'm going to steer away from that. I'm going to steer away from that. Also joining us, for t- <laughs> returning guest, you may have heard his voice or seen his face recently as a guest host for a, for a few weeks, for a while. How, how many episodes were you on Podcast Unlocked? It was a good good while, good chunk. Uh, at least at least 10, uh, 10 nice. episodes. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good run there. I'm sure he'll be back on there soon. Cameron Hawkins, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um, you know, uh, just just chilling. Just chilling. Uh, wedding planning, really. Just that a lot that of wedding stuff. that takes One up the time. Out, yeah, it's and, coming up. Uh, three weeks out. Three weeks out. Actually, three oh. weeks as of uh, Saturday. Oh. oh, on Saturday, three weeks. So, um, that's a exciting. Lot of busy work. 
Yeah, I can't even imagine. A lot, a lot of time and effort goes into that, but it'll pay off. I'm sure it'll be a very, I've very good day. Six times already, it's easy. Yeah, Jesse's a pro at that. And <laughs> ra- rounding us out for the for joining us for the first time, you may know him as the nanobiologist, Mister Mick Abramson. Mick, how are you doing tonight? Oh, doing all right. You know, allergies are kicking in in overdrive right now, but other than that, it's been a pretty good day so far. Nice. Love to see it. As you can see on my shirt, I just got the couch with my dogs. Listen, we're we're animal we're pet friendly over here. We're animal friendly over here. Perfect. I my cat, I'm sure at any moment is going to bust down the door and demand to be picked up, and then I'll be also covered in hair. So yeah, I have a roommate. <laughs> got him. I love you, David. I, I love I love. Just keep roasting your roommate the whole night because he'll never hear this. He'll never see it. I mean, he can hear me through the door. Well, he'll get he'll get that part, but he'll never get the other side of it. You know what I mean? He'll never he'll never yeah, get to relive it. Yeah, it just makes that. me look like an asshole. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay that way. But Mick, for people who may not know who you are, who are listening to the show, why don't you give a little 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 taste for what people can expect if they want to check out who you are and what you do? So people may know me best as that one guy who annoys the kind of funny people in your wrong kind of funny games daily. They deserve but, it, though, right? Uh, most of the time, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just get a little spicy after, you know, long Elliot. day of work, you know, just got to vent some of that energy out somewhere. But other than that, I can be found on TikTok, which I do lots of stuff on TikTok now. That's kind of been my main focus of content with like a daily one minute long news show, uh, minute long reviews every week. Everyone I try to be every week. I also have a website where I write reviews for longer form. If you want to know more about games I play. I also stream regularly on Twitch. I do a lot of stuff. I love it. I, I, I don't somehow. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say I don't. I don't use TikTok a lot, but I've checked out mm-hmm. some. Like when I see you post them, I usually click on them and, and give them a whirl. I, I mean, I, is again, this you on TikTok? It is. I'm gonna follow you, Je- Jesse. I know Perfect. Jesse is a is a is a TikTok savant, so he maybe have come across similar types of things. But I've never seen that format on TikTok with what mm-hmm. you're doing with like the nano nanosecond news. And it's pretty great. Like it's fantastic. I, I love the concept. Oh, thank it's, you. It's pretty awesome. I've only ever seen Call of Duty people do it. They're like, <laughs> "This is the new gun in Warzone," and I'm, I always yeah. skip it. I'd much rather have like a like somebody I know giving me the news than like this random person who's like, "Here's the six attachments you need to get forty kills." It's like, I'm never gonna get forty <laughs> kills. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what are you what are you streaming now currently? Do you have a do you have a set? list of things you go through or you kind of jump around uh, i'm kind of doing this uh game series tournament where i'm playing a game from different series and comparing them to each other okay right now i'm playing through halo on sundays going through halo reach then on fridays i'm trying to keep it as like a near day or a day for games that i want to check out mm-hmm. i haven't checked out beforehand and tuesdays are multiplayer days where i play with my friends just midweek just to have some fun with people Nice. Socialized kind of thing. That's awesome. Well. So it's all over the place. Yeah. The, I, you you got a lot going on. You're doing a lot of things. I, I'm loving it. And you, you recently joined, a little too much. joined a stream team, if I... Yeah. Radically Kind Gamers. It, so lucky to have been considered to join them. And that's been amazing already. It's just about people who just try and put out as much good in the world as they can. Help other people out. Be inclusive. Uh, do a lot of charity work and just learn from amazing people who've been doing amazing things in the industry. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm familiar with a lot of the people that are over 
doing stuff over there and uh it's great to see you join and join the ranks over there that's gonna be gonna be good stuff i'm sure for everyone involved but before we get into tonight's topics uh, a few housekeeping things and we'll roll right into it uh the PTC Movie Club pick for April is my pick, and it is The Big Sick. So if you're listening to the show and you want Good to – it's a fantastic movie. Uh, if you want to watch The Big Sick at some point in April, we will talk about it in the last episode of the month. So be sure to watch that movie. I believe it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch their Prime video. If not – Buy it, rent it. It's a good movie. I highly recommend it. Uh, even if you don't watch it during April, watch it at some point because I think it's a really good movie. Really funny. Has has a lot of heart. Uh, great acting. And it's based on a true story. So I think it's uh, definitely definitely worth a watch. And it hits very home to me just based on the, the, the source uh, story that it's telling. Uh, so yeah, so definitely check that out. We'll roll right into it. The first thing I want to talk about was we, we got some some news, some some interview quotes, uh, an article coming out from Jason Schreier uh, over at Bloomberg that talked about Sony's seemingly new focus going forward, at least, uh, you know, in the PS5 era. And the, the two, I think, big highlights from the article, I don't know, I'm, I'm assuming everyone had, the, I, I think everyone here probably read that article or at least saw highlights from that article just because it was kind of mm-hmm. a making the rounds the day that it dropped. So yeah. they, I mean, the, the, I think the two big things to come out of that were a, that there's a last of us remake being made that has been being developed for a while now. And Sony wants to focus or pivot its focus to more, uh, blockbuster titles. You know what? Not that they haven't already been doing that with some of their franchises, you know, being what they are, but that could potentially change some of their current studios and what they're working on and what they're going to be working on in the future. So I kind of wanted to kick it to you guys to see, you know, first, I guess, how do we feel about this last of us remake? And I, I won't say anything else. I just say, how do we feel with the last of us remake? Who wants to go first? <laughs> I'll kick it off. It's okay. not necessary at all. Yep. It's a what? Seven year old game. Mm-hmm. And it's already wor- running perfectly fine on the modern console. It does need a remake unless they're making it exactly like they did for Ratchet and Clank, which is just making it almost exactly like their TV show they're coming out. Just place Joel and Ellie's models with Pedro Pascal and uh, Lady Mormont. Put those people in there and then have the whole game happen again with maybe a couple new story elements that are fit for TV. Oh, is that the, what they're doing with the game? They're making it based off I, of the I television I assume show? so. It, oh. it lines up pretty well with Nothing has been said definitively either way. Said about that? Yeah. But I, I'm assuming yeah. that's going to be the case. That, I have seen that float around yeah. Yeah. from people, that concept. Um, which I don't think that's going to happen. I I don't, I, I don't think it'll happen either. Um, I don't think the models are going to change like that. I just, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Mick on this one. Like, it's not an old game. You can play it on... Like it's you could play it on like modern consoles. Like it, like I feel like re remakes are usually fall into one of two categories. You can't get it on modern consoles in some like I know we're not going to talk about it, but like the Fire Emblem stuff that's been going around for the past couple of days. Like those games are expensive and they you can't play them on modern consoles. Like that's a remake that makes sense to me, right? Or a remaster, whatever. And then the other the other thing is like that game is incredibly dated and needs to be cleaned up. I don't think The Last of Us falls into either of those two categories. You could argue that it's a little dated, it's a little old school Naughty Dog, but not enough to warrant 
a potentially an entire remake around it. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. What about you, Cam? Where are you falling on this? I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't I don't really care for the the first game in general, and um, and I think that like it just like I get why they're doing it. I get why they're doing it. like the, the show's coming. Uh, they they want like and you know last of us part two which i did like like it really was like a in my opinion like a pretty big step up from the first game and in the sense of like a technical standpoint and the mechanics and things like that so it 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 it, like it would be nice to like have the last of us especially for those that like 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 really like the game uh unlike myself to get that kind of experience but again it's just it's an eight-year-old game it like and even before that, like where the rumors were, like the uh, Uncharted remake, like Uncharted one doesn't need to be remade. Four was the end of Nate's story. Like we don't need to bring back the beginning of like a game where the characters, like the four was just like, hey, this is Nathan Drake's final game. Like that, that was like the selling point for this game, uh, for for that game. That's just like, just neither like it just doesn't need to happen and i just don't like in general the way that sony's deciding to uh go with their ip yeah i have a i have a question so for the longest time right with with xbox uh before they made all these acquisitions and stuff like the xbox one story in the beginning was like they have halo and gears and forza like those are their things right like Mm -hmm. every couple years you're gonna get one or every year you're gonna get at least one of those things uh I kind of feel like Sony might be heading towards that with like, oh, Naughty Dog is going to make the same, you know what I mean? Like they're going to make another God of War. They have God of War, Horizon, and uh, Last of Us or or whatever. And it's like every couple of years you're going to get one of them if this is the route they keep going, if they're not going to start like funding different creative new IPs, you know what I mean? Like they could come up with some fun stuff, but it sounds like they're going to kind of rely on the stuff they already have now. That's kind of boring. Yeah, so it's... My take on it is complex because I'm not I'm not mad that this is a thing that is probably going to get made because I really liked The Last of Us 1 and I think that it is a very dated game design. Like game design wise, I think it's very boring, but the story I think is great. So this game comes out and it's like a little bit different or they expound on certain parts. I know when we did the spoiler cast last year on, on last of us one, I think cam brought it up. I think he had mentioned like when they skip between like, you know, the, the game is broken up by seasons. So when they skip between seasons, there's like, well, how did they get from Philadelphia to Colorado or whatever? We don't know anything that happened in that time. There's potential for them to like flesh out some areas of the game, which I personally don't necessarily need, but it would, it would be maybe interesting to see them kind of, do a final fantasy 7 remake style thing where maybe they're not changing the story but they're kind of giving us more of things that went on um but i don't necessarily need that the thing that bothers me about it is this though because again if that comes out and it looks good i I would probably play it again um is that it seems like this is going to be more of what you said jesse where it's going to take away from other creative endeavors like it made more sense when it was this other team at Sony working on this and not Naughty Dog. Because then Naughty Dog could have been making a new game and making a new story or making a new IP or doing literally anything. But now that Sony kind of restructured it in a way where that other company is not going to be doing that and 
Naughty Dog is going to be taking it over. Does that mean we're not getting a, a new Naughty Dog game, a new IP or a new story yeah. for how many years? Uh, that's the depressing part to me. Um, and oh, and that kind of goes along with the story that came out, I think, today or yesterday where Naughty Dog was saying that they're having trouble with working on multiple projects at once. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that adds more to that idea that are they really going to be that stagnant working on a remake that could have been delegated to a different studio? So yeah. They have a lot of studios that could uh, specialize in remakes. Blue like Point. Blue Point, yeah. Blue Point could have taken this. The, and that's, they finish the current project. Yeah, that that's the sad thing to me. Because, like, you know, you, you look at someone like Nintendo who, you know, they live off of their legacy games. And, you know, we get very lazy ports and HD things and stuff like that. And for a lot of that stuff, like the Link's Awakening uh, that came out on Switch, that was not made by the team that works on Zelda. That was made by, I believe, Grezzo, which they've done a lot of 3DS stuff and other uh, ports for them. So it's like they have another team internally doing that type of stuff for them, which if it's going to still mean that, you know, them making Link's Awakening doesn't slow down me getting Breath of the Wild sequel, I'm all for it. But well, same thing with uh, Metroid. They gave Samus Returns to Mercury's team. Exactly. So, so Nintendo has this way of kind of working and trusting internally, um, you know, and it, it's kind of sad to see Sony not have that same trust. And I mean, I guess you can look at, you know, there were a lot of issues with Final Fantasy 7 remake and that that kind of got handed between studios for a little bit if I'm remembering yeah. that correctly. Yeah, yeah. It was originally CyberConnect 2 yeah. and then Square Enix moved it internal. So I understand it. And I mean, if I'm Naughty Dog, maybe I'm looking at that like this is our baby, this is our project, like we don't want someone else to do it and I get that stuff, but it is kind of unfortunate to see that potentially the path they're going down is, hey, we're not going to get like a proper new Naughty Dog game for probably a long time, which is kind of unfortunate because if you look at sony's stable of developers i mean i would argue that naughty dog is their most important one i would argue it's more important than sony santa monica and insomniac um to them absolutely yeah to to, to sony yes. yeah that's this, yeah, sony, so, that's their sony's flagship yes yeah. the yeah. studio so you know if if we're gonna be getting you know horizon and, and god of war and in due time and then you know something else from the team that worked on i don't know if we're gonna get a ghost of tsushima remake um remake uh that would be ridiculous but a ghost of tsushima <laughs> sequel or something Honestly, else from sucker punch at this point why not like let's just remake it <laughs> that game's a year old almost let's remake it <laughs> um, hey this made a lot of money let's just do it again it survived it survived one trip around the sun let's fucking let's yeah <laughs> so that that that's kind of kind of segues segues us into our the next piece of the sony puzzle here which is they also seem to be talking about how their their strategy going forward is to be focusing on uh you know big blockbuster hits and big blockbuster titles and you kind of see how this is somehow restructuring working into their narrative with the restructuring going on where uh you know studio japan is seemingly closed uh in a lot of those developers left or are displaced or joined different teams so you see some of their, you know, other smaller teams working on, you know, funkier stuff, a little bit more niche stuff, you know, losing any focus or, or money behind them. So I don't know what, what you guys think that might mean for just PlayStation's creativity and flexibility within their studios going forward. Well, if they're bringing, if they're, they only want to do blockbusters, where's Knack 3? <laughs> that's that's, that's above hit. blockbuster. That's, like a, that's what Microsoft would call a quadruple A game. So, where is it? Well, 
this just sounds like they want to make quadruple A games because <laughs> Last of Us Part Two could be considered a quadruple A game mm-hmm. in that regard. And there's no fun in just making only blockbusters, in my opinion. They make a lot of money, but not every game needs to have that big heart wrenching moment sometime in the story that makes you think existentially about your life. Sometimes games can be dumb fun, like a lot of early Sony games that probably drew a lot of us into the Sony platform. Mm-hmm. Bring back Vib Ribbon. That's I don't know what whole, that is. That, you don't know Vib Ribbon? Vib Ribbon? No. No. Okay, Vib Ribbon. PlayStation <laughs> 1 game. Basically, it's like all lines and you put in CDs and it like, like to the music, it's like a platformer. I have not... Remind look me. Look up Vibribbon when you have a chance. Yeah, remind okay, me so to look at that after. I want to. I want to watch the trailer. The reason I bring up Vibribbon is because the day that the the Sony this the Schreier piece dropped and everyone was talking about blockbusters, that uh, clip of Sean Layden from yeah. 14 was going around, and he talks about Vibribbon. He's like, it wasn't a multi million dollar seller, but that wasn't the point. Mm-hmm. The point was like, you know, it's about play, it's about the games, it's about creativity. And so, like, he was using Vibribbon as an example because, like, it didn't sell super well, and it's kind of janky and weird, but it's experimental. It's fun. And I think another good example of that was Concrete Genie. Wasn't a yeah. huge blockbuster game, but it was cool as hell. And, like, are we losing th- that era of games now? Are we losing the Sony promotes these, these like, I don't want to call them indie darlings, but these these smaller games, you know, these, like, B-tier games are we losing those in lieu of getting God of War Ragnarok 2.5? I don't like I don't I don't know. What are what are we doing here? I mean, I don't think so. Um it's just not going to be through first party. You know, like like we we have Oddworld right now on PS Plus and that's I wouldn't consider that a AAA game. I would consider it like a double A game and that's, you know, that is a exclusive on PS5 and you know, and I don't, you know, that series hasn't really gone to any other platform, so I don't think that's going to change. Um, so I, I think what Sony's doing is that they're they're just invest, they're going to invest more on like third-party exclusives, like we know that, or whether it be uh, timed or or permanent. Like we got Final Fantasy, they got Final Fantasy VII remake. Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be a uh, timed exclusive. Uh, at the very least, um, you know, they're they're definitely doing other ways to get exclusives. And I guess they just don't want to. I think that they, w- they would real rather risk, like, paying less for, like, exclusives than investing in their own smaller games, I guess. Um, I, I really don't know. But uh, I, I think, um, I don't think, I think more the, I'm not worried about, like, there being less uh like not enough like ps5 exclusives as someone who uses uh their ps5 specifically for exclusives um but i do think that um there's just not there's just not going to be a lot of variety when it comes to their first party you know like right Mm -hmm. you know out of those uh three games and you know we'll get spider-man We'll get Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I, I like. I could see, depending on how Ratchet and Clank sells, I could see there being another one after that. Um, that it's just like well, out of those five IPs, you know, I like I only really care about three of them. Like, granted, I will pay to play all of them, but that's kind of just because it's my job. 
um, to do so. And they're also all third third person like action adventure oh, games. Ratchet and Clank's a little bit different, but that's been a that's thing like, since PS4. Like, no, you know I, what I, mean? I know, but I'm saying like 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 to talk to your point about variety. Like, yeah, if they're gonna double down on these ips that they know sell and are blockbusters like we're not gonna get that variety that you're mm. talking about which sucks yeah 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 exactly I get, uh because yeah like even on ps4 like for just speaking of, uh, like for me like i i like i did enjoy last of us part two but like the two the two first party games i really really enjoyed oh like or three if you're including like spider-man uh, ps4 is god of war and death stranding you know and like we'll be talking about kojima more later but um you know i i'm worried like i'm like i'm worried as someone who like who like like i i you know as someone who grew up with the ps2 basically and is pro it's probably their favorite console of all time like you know it's i'm worried that playstation 5 is going somewhere where like there's just not going to be a whole reason for to to get one outside of exclusives and and like even so the exclusives like there's just not like a whole lot to choose from yeah i i think i guess unless anyone else has anything to add about this situation i think that's a kind of a good segue into microsoft and kojima having conversations um i just want to say that playstation has already had an issue of having droughts of their first party content mm -hmm. and if they just lessen that amount there's gonna be even more droughts and i mean they will rely on more indie games to cover that space and maybe some third-party games like maybe more square games uh other japanese games that are exclusive kenna, to their platform sorry kenna kenna comes yeah kenna well. looks amazing they're just gonna be again it's like cam said they're just not gonna be first-party games and yeah. we're gonna see a lot more indie stuff and sometimes we just might not get news from them and maybe presentations will be just here are all the indie games coming this year because we don't have any games coming out and at the end the Thing you'll see another quick teaser about what's coming next for playstation to get people hyped yeah i i i think i'll double i'll triple down i guess on on what you and cam had both said i i agree i think their model is going to be because it it you know seemingly worked for them on the ps4 is we're going to look to acquire exclusivity for third-party publishing games like maybe street fighter 6 is a ps5 exclusive maybe you know final fantasy 16 is seemingly if not confirmed a playstation 5 exclusive so they'll probably look to just make partnerships like that which i personally don't like i i, I think that's like negative i, I think that's final Weird. fantasy final fantasy 16 street fighter 6 those games are going to get made no matter what Sony throwing money at them or, or Microsoft throwing money at them to get help them get made or lock in exclusivity. It doesn't really do much for that game for me personally. It doesn't really give them, you know, more, more money to make a better game or more money to, to, to make a better experience. It just gives them something to tout on their platform. Those types of yeah. things are, I think really consumer negative, obviously, you know, Microsoft scooping up a bunch of developers and publishers uh you know in, in the Bethesda Zenimax thing is also sort of consumer negative because it takes all of these things that were normally available elsewhere and puts them on one platform but I think ultimately in the long run those types of acquisitions and not just one-off game contracts give hopefully in this type of scenario more creative freedom because Microsoft is a very wealthy company and they're seemingly investing mm -hmm. 
endless amounts of money into Microsoft and games right now. So that could potentially mean we get more creativity from studios like Arcane um, and, and some of the smaller studios within those realms that maybe they wouldn't have enough money to make you know, some bonkers ass shit, or they wouldn't be able to get it published or whatever. Um, so those things I think have a little bit more positivity attached to them than, than the negative connotations of trapping something on one platform. Um, but I think again, to triple down on what you guys said that their, their strategy is probably going to be, we have these best award-winning high selling franchises like horizons or dawn, like God of war, like last of us, etc. like uncharted, even though that series is the story's over i'm sure they'll make maybe something else in that 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 world um and we'll kind of supplement the gaps with hey we have an exclusive final fantasy hey we have an exclusive this um so we shall see but i guess the we're talking about them potentially you know stifling creativity with these decisions or at least these comments and you can kind of maybe see how that's rippling out with you have someone like Kojima making a game like Death Stranding on your platform. Maybe it's a divisive game. Maybe it doesn't sell, you know, the millions of copies you want it to sell. But I would argue in that scenario, it might be worth it to continue that partnership and work with someone like Kojima who has that cachet that really doesn't exist in droves in the industry. Like you, you, how many like how many people can name developers that they enjoy and people that they look for their games specifically you know what i mean like there's a few touchstone names obviously someone like kojima obviously someone like miyamoto or you know uh sunomura Su- uh, or uh, suda 51 oeda like there are there are some people that tessinomara uh there are some people that you know people latch on to and kind of follow their work and stuff for better or for worse um I think Kojima, regardless if the next game he makes is garbage, like I, I think it's worth kind of trapping that up, keeping that keeping that person under your wings for a little bit. And it seems like, according to what uh, a few different you know insiders have put out there into the ether, that he had pitched this new game to Sony and they balked on it and they weren't interested. And That's insane. That's it, it, it is kind of yeah. crazy to me that you'd want to walk away from like... a Kojima game. Like I personally don't buy into, I'm not a big, I like Kojima. I respect Kojima. I don't play a lot of Kojima's games. Uh, I've played a few Metal mm-hmm. Gears. I like, I, I appreciate him. I know that he is worthy of the praise he gets. I haven't played Death Stranding. Um, but I would argue that, you know, that's a person you want to kind of keep the reins on if you can get get them under your and into your stable even if it's just on a you know game to game basis so with microsoft here you know potentially sweeping in to pick this up and to get it you know get it going you know is this is this this first you know domino to fall in a string of dominoes because sony doesn't want to invest in something that isn't going to be a quote unquote blockbuster like is that a ripple effect from that that mindset? You think? I, mean, I think it's. A... I think that. I think that once Co- if Koji if this does happen, which I think it is, like Phil Spencer mm-hmm. like teased it. Like I remember uh, there was some something Xbox related. He was talking. He was at his desk, and we saw the the luminous or like the statue in the back, mm-hmm. and immediately I was sh- like, I was even thinking, I was like, this is like, are is, are they talking? Like is Kojima and, and Phil Spencer talking? Because mm-hmm. we know that like he's trying to get japanese developers like on on team xbox and like 
who is who better than kojima like you know what i mean like when japan sees that oh kojima's going to xbox well that's something that we got to look into mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. think that i think that if kojima does go to xbox i think he's staying there like i don't think that there's gonna be any sort of acquisition there but i think that phil spencer will keep that pocket filled for for kojima forever like yeah like, you're telling me right now if i'm kojima and i just want to make my shit i want to make the things i want to make i want to work with the actors i want to work with i want to do all this stuff and microsoft's going to hand me a blank check yeah he's staying there 100 yeah, percent. yeah exactly exactly so and i can't wait uh, i hope i hope it's real and i think it's gonna be a ripple in the other direction i think there's other news around this time too saying that phil was not only eyeing kojima to make a game for xbox but to be xbox's liaison for all japanese publishers in the area yeah. so he yep. might not he may not be an acquisition but kojima could easily be brought on as just a liaison to get xbox even more in the door in japan mm-hmm. and that would be a huge thing for xbox and making their presence much more well known in japan this mm-hmm. time around I, I can and yeah phil phil is a very smart guy he knows kojima's history he respects kojima and if PlayStation's already limiting Kojima's uh, creativity, then why wouldn't Phil say, no, we would never do that to you. Here's a check. Go make whatever crazy stuff you want. And you also get to help create the next generation of games in Japan for us. Mm-hmm. That's a win-win for him. Yeah, that's that. I didn't even think about the Japan play there where he could potentially be that liaison, be that, mm-hmm. that you know, that's that's that that's actually might be bigger than him you know than than getting a a kojima game on xbox you have anything to think and i definitely think that and that like that like even though it's a rumor now i think it would be foolish if they did not announce that like at their e3 whatever presentation like that has to be like if honestly like that's like what they should Here's the thing, like, I don't know, like, I don't want to, like, get into, like, um, into predictions on, like, what order things would be in, but, like, that would be, that'd be a great way to open things. That'd be a great way to open things. But then it would set an expectation for the rest of the show, so it would be also a great thing to end on. Who knows? But it might be a great, it might be a great mid-show surprise. Just, oh, hey, here's Hideo Kojima to talk about his next game that's going to be on Xbox. And it would be cool if it, like, because... The thing is that I don't think Sony owns the IP of Death Stranding, so I could definitely see something saying like, "Hey, we're working on a new game, and Death Stranding's coming to Xbox later this year." They own I the engine. They, oh, Sony owns. Yeah, they the own engine. Decima. So, yeah, they have. The, they, they own the Decima engine, but I don't think that matters. I well, that matters, but, that, but that's also something I wanted to talk about. It's just like if. If Kojima does move to Xbox, what engine will he be using? Well, that's the I mean, thing. I mean, he he, he he has to make a new. They have to make a new one, or they have to they have to use one of Xbox's existing ones, right? Yeah, and if you look at Xbox's stable now, currently, I mean, they have access to a lot of things. The 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 ID engine. I mean, everything that oh, that yeah. uh, the Forza teams work on, Playground and uh, Turn Ten, uh, the Halo, the new Halo engine, which is the Slipstream engine like they have a lot slip space yeah they have a lot they have a lot of stuff at their disposal i i forgot about that didn't didn't death stranding borrow a lot of stuff from uh gorilla 
the team that's, that... that's the decima yeah, okay. engine, right. the engine. That's the so engine. they built they built death stranding on like a modified version of the decima engine and at kojima productions like they had a satellite studio at gorilla that they like had people from gorilla helping them make death stranding mm-hmm. like teaching them how to use the engine and all this stuff and so while yeah like death stranding could come to xbox they could ink a deal somewhere around there like sony would get paid for that because it's like they own that engine like there's got to be some legal thing there but i could also see sony turning around and being like no like there might be some stipulation in that contract that like they can be like you can't put this on xbox we don't want our our engine being used on an xbox we don't want maybe microsoft knowing anything about this engine or how it operates or there could be like a million reasons that's fair. I, that's tied up in that. I could see but them, I, it also like, could be not a problem. I could you see them I mean? doing it simply because I think that they weren't happy with their return on investment with Death Stranding. So getting a getting a, a, yeah. a game, like a Game Pass check for Death Stranding on Game Pass or something like that, you know, I think it could, it could be. I think they would be very happy because Death Stranding also, is coming to PC, isn't it? Or did it already come to it's PC? Already, it's already out on PC. Yeah, it's already out on PC. And also like with the piece with it being on PC, like I don't think like them being worried about Xbox knowing about the Decima engine would be an issue if it's already out on PC. It's like on another platform that isn't PlayStation. Right. I, I don't like. I'm not a developer, so I don't know. Like, yeah, what I don't really know that. I don't know the logistics mm-hmm. either. Right. Like, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know what like how you dissect what exactly the engine does. But like, I feel like if it's on PC, out of all places, they would like anyone could figure it out. That type of thing. If, Most if likely that were the case. So I, when it, when it comes to the whole Kojima Xbox thing, like, I don't think it's really that big of news that Kojima's coming to Xbox. Like, Metal Gear Solid Five was on Xbox. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, Kojima's making another game. That's great, awesome. I'm happy for the people that are happy about that. If Microsoft wants to turn around and court Kojima, cool. Like, that's fine. It's one of those things where I think Sony offered Kojima essentially a blank check, and they weren't happy with what they received, and now Kojima's like. Hey Microsoft, you're gonna give me a blank check, and I think Phil is much more open to that. And like, cool. If Kojima's next game is on Xbox, I'll play it. I like Death Stranding, most of it. I like the Metal Gear series. Like, as long as Kojima can keep making games, I think that's kind of the highlight here. Is like, yeah, somebody is going to give Kojima a home. Great. Mm-hmm. Let's let's see what let's see what his next thing is. Yeah, Th- that's the thing that's most exciting to me too. Is is if Kojima's getting courted and getting you know the blank check handed to him he's getting he's getting the front door wide open take and do whatever you want that's where we all benefit it doesn't matter what pl- what platform it's on it's hey this this you know visionary this luminary in gaming this legendary you know game director designer is gonna seemingly have an endless amount of money to create a project let's do yeah. it make it rain i'm so interested i'm i'm i was interested to see what he did after Death Stranding. I'm more interested knowing that Sony potentially had said, we're not on board with this. Mm. I'm curious what that could be. (laughs) (laughs) Like what was, and granted we're talking about the Sony restructuring. So we're talking like maybe they don't see the the franchise potential or the blockbuster potential in it. But I feel like they saw something and they were like, I I don't know about this and I want to know what that is. Yeah. And so I Mm. hope that whatever, if, whatever potentially Phil has seen, if it's the same thing and Phil is like, let's go. That's, that's what I'm interested in. Phil might be yeah. seeing more than just the game though. He's seeing right, the bigger, the bigger a, picture. Yeah. just like a way to kick open the door to the Japanese market. 
And he's expressed numerous times that that's a market that they've been lacking in. He needs to get the Xboxes right in the door of Japanese owners. Well, that that was Asian part of the, the Bethesda the acquisition is because they grabbed Tango. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were saying that Tango Tango was also going to help them with whatever, because t- they have a Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo is their next game, right? Um, despite the fact that that'll be on PlayStation or whatever, but like Tango will help them. Shinji Mikami is a huge name. Like that is going to help. Not as big as Kojima, obviously. Like, Kojima will do much more for them. But uh, I could, I, I see, I see the ripples. You know what I mean? I see the yeah. the gears turning uh, for Microsoft in that regard. Mm-hmm. And having Kojima, even if it's not like you guys said, uh, like you, you said, it's not going to be an acquisition. Maybe it's just this game. But keeping Kojima happy, you know, maybe he goes and tells his friends. Hey, I had a great experience working with Xbox. We did super well. The thing went on Game Pass. Look at all this shit. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm excited I to see what this being, thing is. Yeah, I think that's where him being a liaison is going to be even more yeah. important for Xbox. Just, oh hey, Xbox did amazing things for me in my studio. Come on over to the Xbox side, make games for them. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think I think there's a lot of uh, great possibilities there for for creativity because that that's at the end of the day that's that's the piece that i care about the most is yeah like i prefer to play on xbox over playstation so you know it's cool to see you know microsoft potentially getting you know some more exclusives but at the end of the day you know having somebody who has the pedigree being able to Mm kind of work on whatever they would like to work on if that's the case uh that makes me very excited because i'm I'm a i'm a creative at heart so having seeing that for someone else let's makes my creative heart beat beat very very strongly yeah and you and you mm-hmm. see you know we, we we talked about you know i think these two stories dropping the playstation stuff and the xbox stuff dropping around the same time is a great it's a great way to just like compare the two side by side it's like mm-hmm. sony is doubling down on existing stuff they're doubling down on the on the blockbusters and xbox is over here with what, what is it now like 15 20 studios a under their belt amount, now yeah. with the Bethesda yeah. was like a bunch and then all the ones they'd already picked up like it goes back to what cam said about variety mm-hmm. like xbox is no longer or will no longer be known as just the people that make forza gears and halo now they're gonna have 10 other things that could all be wildly different from each other and it's exciting it's exciting right now because we don't know what a lot of those projects will be it could turn around that they're all first person shooters or they're all of a similar ilk. I don't think that's the case, but it could be. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited right now to think about the possibilities of Xbox. Whereas with Sony, I'm not really thinking about any of the possibilities because yeah. they kind of showed their hand. And well, it's whatever. The other thing with Sony, I mean, with, uh, with Xbox is, I mean, with their recent acquisitions of, of the Bethesda Zenimax, you know, portfolio, they're like, basically the place to play western rpgs at this point yeah they just Um, need bioware and they've got them which which (laughs) also in the same ilk you know sony has sort of been the faux place to play jrpgs because they ink exclusive deals with final fantasy 7 remake you know final fantasy 16 they they ink those yeah atlas persona 5 so they they ink those specific deals for you know for for certain games to kind of solidify that which you know i i think if we're talking about Microsoft making headway into the Japanese market, the Kojima thing, huge Kojima helping court other people bigger than getting Kojima on Xbox. But I think the real thing is, uh, they, they don't have, I think any of the premier JRPGs coming to their platform. Um, 
or at least not well, coming had, they exclusively. Had, they, had Yak- they had Yakuza. The Yakuza um, thing is so interesting to me because it makes me think that like maybe the the next Yakuza game is going to be an Xbox exclusive or a Series X exclusive or a Time exclusive because Like a Dragon is a Series X exclusive. I don't know if it's when it's coming to PS5, but it's already out on PS5. Okay. Okay. It came out in March. So yeah, so um, I mean, but but the other thing is like I think I think the Yakuza deal or whatever you want to call it them getting the series x version first was like a little bit of the smart delivery stuff and and their packaging being so much easier Mm -hmm. but then on top of that it's also like you have to realize that like xbox has been building such a good relationship with sega like they're they brought over they're bringing over crossfire x they brought over fantasy star they're they're putting in the work to get a lot of these things over to the west and i Mm -hmm. think that they're just building a really solid people say all the time that like xbox should buy sega i don't I don't buy any of that. I don't think any of that's happening. I think that they just have a really great working relationship. And I think the Yakuza stuff is just a benefit of them yeah. putting in the work with Sega. If only, Everyone, honestly, if only it would bleed over to, to Atlas. Maybe yeah, one honestly, day. It could. I, I mean, Sega owns Atlas, right? Yeah, Sega that's the thing. Yes. It's, just like, it's so bizarre to me. It's just like, I want Atlas games on Xbox again. The last time we got an, X, an Atlas game on Xbox was Catherine. In two thousand nine, uh, I want I want more Atlas games. Like, I just, just like, I just want the Atlas games there because I'd rather get achievements than trophies because I don't care about trophies. But that's the only thing mm-hmm. I care about. I know, I know. It's just like, and, and Square Enix is kind of on the same boat where it's just like, oh, the world ends with you coming to Switch and PS Four. What about Xbox, dog? Like, I know it's not it's going to sell the worst on the Xbox. I know that, but like, God, I want it on Xbox. Um, and it's just. It's just so frustrating. So, um, yeah, they really, they really got to up the JRPG stuff. Like, I know, like, it's like one of those things. Like, they're willing to like. It's like that they're willing to wait until like they think that the, the main income from their games, like uh, specifically like Square Enix, um, on other platforms are done and then they're like willing to talk to xbox about those things if like, yeah they Nier did that with near automata like, mm-hmm. like yeah exactly near automata dragon quest um but even like with like, kingdom hearts Nier, like yeah kingdom hearts. Yeah. Well, kingdom hearts i feel like uh there was more behind that as like a sony exclusive like there was more i think there was more like corporate things with kingdom hearts but um but even so like like near replicant getting released on on xbox is huge like to me mm-hmm. that that that's huge so um that's great and like we're getting scarlet nexus which is cool but that's bandai bandai is like a big like is willing to release the uh like their stuff on on um xbox as well so but it's, it's really just like square and atlas are like my two favorite developers and like most of their games they don't release on xbox and it's so frustrating yeah i if in the current climate in the current state of things if i'm an a developer or publisher i would simply like if if the decision is being made to like not port it to xbox for whatever reason i would court the game pass option because like yeah. take the game pass check if if you think or you know just statistically based on your previous games coming out on xbox platforms is going to sell really poorly on xbox and it's not worth it to you then make the have the conversation with microsoft to get mm-hmm. the game pass check because as it stands where there really isn't an answer to that on on sony or nintendo take the check like they're they're gonna pay yeah. the, the check at the bare like at at the least maybe not for every game but i mean I, I think in a lot of scenarios, if the game's just going to be either it doesn't come here 
or will we'd rather it come on Game Pass, they're gonna like that's gonna happen for yeah. a lot of games. And, and even so, like with that, it's just like it would be cool if Microsoft started like some sort of initiative where they'd be willing to publish specifically the Xbox console version of those games, mm. so that like the you know, and then we can actually get physical versions of those games because you know we don't get many JRPGs that get printed on Xbox like. We got Dragon Quest Eleven. We got like you know the Final Fantasy games, but those are like expected. Like you know, like the Final Fantasy games are expected. Like when Dragon Quest Eleven got a physical print, I was like, oh shit! Like they it got physically printed. So I picked that up and like you know again like near replicant is huge. Um, that that like, I think that there are ways to make it happen. I just don't know like if Xbox has or like Phil Spencer's considered. Uh, to that degree especially because if they published him they would be on game pass like they could stay on game pass forever like they hey we publish your game it's on game pass everybody wins like you know what i mean it's definitely an option especially with square enix stuff i mean nintendo published dragon quest 11 in the west so i mean there's definitely a precedent for that to be there i mean maybe maybe that's just a bridge too far maybe that's a check that microsoft doesn't want to cut um Maybe there is some sort of stipulation where, hey, I know you're publishing it in, the, you know, in this region, but you know, it can't go on Game Pass. Maybe that's maybe that's a hang-up. Maybe that's behind the scenes legal, legal thing that they don't want to deal with. I think it, would, I think it would be smart of them though because of backwards compatibility. Like I think moving forward, like you know, all of Xbox games are going to be backwards compatible. They if they publish those games, like, like yeah, they may not be available on other systems moving forward, but they'll always be available on Xbox. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. And that would get more JRPG people on Xbox. That's true as well. The other interesting thing from that same uh, talking point where the Kojima thing kind of stemmed from is in the background of that same conversation that Phil was having, there was also a very visible, very, very visible Nintendo Switch. And just based on the history of Phil on these video uh, you know, calls, teasing stuff in the background... Um, you know, a lot of people are are questioning why is there a visible Nintendo Switch there? Obviously, Microsoft and Nintendo have had a at least public facing, very friendly relationship in the last couple of years. Um, with you know things like obviously, you know, Minecraft being on Switch, uh, Steve coming to Smash, Banjo coming to Smash, um, mm-hmm. you know, other other Microsoft published games coming to Switch like uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, Will of the Wisps, Cuphead. Uh, stuff like that. So there's clearly a very open, front-facing, public-facing. You know, hey, we're we're buddies. You know, I'm pretty sure before before Minecraft had crossplay with PlayStation, it was only on Xbox and, and and Nintendo. I think I remember a commercial where it was like a Nintendo and Microsoft commercial about Minecraft, yeah. and it was like play together or something something like that. It was like play yeah. play yeah. to win or play together or something like that. Um, yeah. So you know, it could just be hey you know there's some nods there to that type of stuff maybe we have maybe we're going to put some other things you know obviously they're going to probably still support some legacy you know bethesda things on switch and stuff like that but is it something else are we going to see something else get ported to switch is game pass coming to switch is another or go ahead i read that something big is cut between xbox and my uh and nintendo is in the works so maybe it's some xCloud light on the Switch just for on the go since Switch is very portable. Mm-hmm. People love to take it on the go, so why not throw in a little bit of xCloud in there with a couple games? Like 
Maybe it's just xCloud with the rare collection. That would still be amazing. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's just the rare collection. 30 amazing I, games, including some amazing 64 games on there. I think personally that Nintendo and Xbox's relationship, like while still like they're on good terms, like I don't think that they're as, um, especially specifically Xbox is as liberal as a lot of people think they are with like mm-hmm. their partnership with Nintendo. Um, because like, I feel like, <clears throat> I personally feel like that if they were as buddy, buddy as we thought, then we would already see rare replay on switch. Like for a minute, I think rare replay would have been on switch a long time ago. If their relationship was as good as, uh, you know, it is perceived. Um, um, no. and I think that cause like, we know that with like Ori, like Phil said, basically with Ori, that like moon studios was just like hey can we port this to switch and then he was like yeah okay and like i'm sure that's probably a similar situation with cuphead um as well uh is that like you know and we don't know the deal specifically behind cuphead because cuphead was a first party published game it wasn't first party developed um that like maybe that deal expired and that's why it's on playstation now and like you know we don't know these things but i think that there's i just don't think that there's enough evidence to prove that like xbox is going to play ball to that degree with nintendo and the switch like i don't think that game pass is coming to switch i don't think xbox live is going to be incorporated some or like you know like their their servers or anything like that is going to be incorporated to switch i i think that we'll get some like maybe we'll get a few more ports down the line um for games that would be complemented on switch from xbox but i don't think much more than that personally I think there's also a lot of questions or surrounding like like Cam. Well, I agree. I agree with everything Cam said, uh, and especially like the point that like, yeah, Xbox might not be willing to play ball, but like also Nintendo might not be willing to play ball. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Nintendo might not want Game Pass or any form of that on the Switch. But like, what I started to think about is like, okay, so you let's say you put Game Pass on the Switch, you make it like a cloud version. Like Nintendo Switch already does that cloud streaming stuff for games like control and hitman and whatever because mm-hmm. like let's be real the switch is not going to play a lot of those games that are that are on game pass if you want to try to get as many of them as you can but then like the 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 waters start to get murky with games that have microtransactions like who gets a cut of what like it's on game pass but it's on the switch so who gets the money and then like you start getting into weird nitty-gritty stuff like that that like i don't think anybody wants to deal with you know what i mean like mm-hmm. because that was a whole big thing with playstation and fortnite right it was like they didn't like the idea that you would go spend money on a skin on another platform and then bring it over to theirs and they wouldn't see a cut of that money. And I think you would start to see a similar situation with Game Pass coming to other platforms and it becomes this mess of like who's owed what and how much. And it, unless Nintendo is going to get a sizable cut of some either check that Microsoft is going to write or a big chunk of microtransactions for games that have them on the the service like MLB the show is coming that people love that uh Diamond Dynasty mode the ultimate team mode like that's going to be a huge money maker for Xbox you don't have to buy the game but you can go you can go buck wild with your dynasty points or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they call them but i, I it, it, there's too many variables i think in that scenario mm-hmm. that i don't i don't see either of them solving i i disagree what with both it's... of you but go ahead, Nano. Oh, uh, what if it's me that we're not thinking about at all? And that's they're finally revamping their online service with Azure. 
creating a better tie with uh, Xbox Live somehow. Just because everybody, we all know how bad Nintendo's online service is. Or if they just oh, you're saying beyond between, like the the thing that's happening between Nintendo and Xbox would maybe be... not even Xbox, just they, like they go with Microsoft, Microsoft. somehow right. streamline their online service to not be as bad as it is right now. I I think that I so I think that that is definitely a possibility, but I don't think that's what they're I don't think that's what the Switch teases here. But I do think that is mm. possible simply because currently Nintendo's online is worked on either at, at I don't know how much, if not fully, by uh, a Japanese company. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know if it's Dena or Dina, but it's D E N A. That company is what pretty much works on Nintendo's online infrastructure. I'm pretty sure and Clearly, a lot of people are very unhappy with how their online works and how reliable it is. Um, so I could definitely see Microsoft, you know, using their services to help maybe court that and change that. I mean, there were they have a partnership with Sony currently to to do future cloud stuff with with their Azure network. So I mean, there's definitely the precedent there. With which I think five years ago, definitely 10 years ago, I'd say Nintendo was like the most very stonewall. They don't balk. They don't like they, they're not doing anything with anyone else. They're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Sony is kind of that thing now. And to see them making any sort of partnership with Microsoft um, is is interesting to me. Um, but I think Nintendo has definitely loosened their belt buckle a little bit over the last few years specifically. Uh, in a lot of different ways, whether it's, hey, we're going to allow a lot of our IPs to be printed on Levi's clothes and all this other merchandising stuff, like stuff that they would never typically do. Like Nintendo is very like, hey, our stuff doesn't get touched by anybody. But I think in the in the last, you know, five, 10 years, they're taking a more Disney approach, which is, hey, we're going to allow other partners to work with our stuff. We're going to allow other things to to have access to our things. I mean, if you, I, I love Cadence of Hyrule. That's one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. If you were to tell mm-hmm. me five years ago that an indie studio would work on a Zelda game, I would, like, that would just not, I, that would never be a thing that I think would happen in my brain. That I would even fathom, hey, a very small studio out of Canada is going to work on a Zelda game. Like, that's just not a thing I would have, I would have done. So I, I definitely think Nintendo's open to doing stuff. Um, especially with people like Microsoft. Um, but I, I, I disagree with, with both Cam and, and Jesse here. I think I think the tease is is Game Pass. I think that's what the tease is. I think it's you know, Microsoft at the end of the day cares about the Game Pass subscription. So if it means, hey, I'm gonna have Game Pass on my Switch and buy microtransactions through the eShop for this game on here, Microsoft would love a cut of that. But if the if the if the roadblock is Nintendo wants the whole cut of that, okay. Because at the end of the day, that Switch user that wasn't gonna pay for Game Pass ever is paying me for Game Pass every month, so I don't care. They can buy that one time tra- transaction. It's not it's not not a problem. That's what that's what Microsoft cares about. But here's the thing, like, what would the catalog even look like? So the catalog is where it gets interesting to me. I don't know if it would be just just Microsoft published games, as I don't know if the deal gets worked out 
oddly that third party stuff wouldn't be available everywhere because if you look at i think the so, answer yeah. lies in the game pass for xbox and game pass for pc i think that's where the answer lies like i can see first party game like certain first party xbox games but even then like we know that not all xbox first party games most of them even aren't going to be able to run on switch so it, Switch well, Pro. that that's what i was saying about the the cloud and yeah because that's how they do all their other stuff yeah may like maybe but I, I i just don't know how much effort and money would take to put into the cloud stuff and i think and i don't know the switch is going if, to be by the end of its life cycle top three best-selling consoles of all time if i'm microsoft i a million percent want game pass on that platform I, I also know, I don't know how hard just, it is to like put XCloud on like a phone, right? They've already done that. Like how hard could it be to put that on the Switch? Yeah. If it's running that's off like, if it's question. running off of Microsoft servers and it's just being tied to the internet basically, as long as you have a good internet connection, it should be able to run pretty much anything. Are they going to put every game on there? Probably not, but maybe that's not what Nintendo needs. And if the partnership is an XCloud situation where it's Hey, we're going to maybe just, you know, we'll have a limited game pass situation, but that gives us access to X cloud. And that allows us to port third party stuff through the cloud. That's how Nintendo, if they don't make a switch pro, which I don't think switch pro is coming anytime soon. That's how they stay relevant with third party support going forward in the next couple of years. In my opinion, I think that I just think that's like just so, so many like hurdles that Nintendo just won't want to touch it. If I'm I think, if if I'm Amazon or Google, I have endless pockets too. And if I can crack into some Nintendo money by working on a partnership with them to use my server farms to stream games, if I'm Amazon or Google, I'm spending that money. Why wouldn't Microsoft do that? But like the thing is, is like, wouldn't you think that Nintendo would be worried about their own game, their own games being overshadowed by by no. Game Pass? Why would they? Why, why would they be Nintendo exclusives? Those are very out, different audiences. Yeah. Also, Nintendo exclusives outsell everyone else's exclusives. Like that's not even a that's not even a question. It, would, it could still potentially hurt sales. How? How how would Halo coming to Switch hurt Zelda or Mario? No, but like, or Splatoon. My point. Well, okay. My it point wouldn't. is that like, but you, but you have to no, but you also have to like recognize that. Most people buy like a few games a year. Sure, that, but Game I, Pass, but Game Pass for a full year costs the same price as and again, two like, new I games. I just don't really know how the the catalog would work. I don't know, like even yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of variables. There's a lot of variables. Even if the, yeah, even if the cloud stuff happened, that would take a few years to get to actually get it going. Where in a way that it's like the actual vision of what Microsoft and Nintendo would actually want, and by that time the next switch is going to come out or whatever next Nintendo's next console is going to come out because the switch launched in 2017 and they've Nintendo has said that like we are now in the middle of the life cycle of the switch that by the time all that stuff would get sorted out, it would be like, all right, time to get the new console out. And like, I don't know. I just feel like that, like if they were to do something like that, they should like launch it with whatever new Nintendo console comes out, like three years down, down the road or something like that. Uh, that, that I think that, would that overshadow. Would their that would make stuff. more sense to me. Yeah. Huh? And I think if they launched it, like it launched XCloud or Game Pass alongside this mm-hmm. new Nintendo console, I think that might be overshadowing whatever they do 
So it's overshadowing. So it would be overshadowed the new console, but it wouldn't overshadow Nintendo. Exclu- like that doesn't make sense to me. It's the same concept to me. No, if um, you're if you're launching if you're launching, let's just say the Switch Two to make it easier, more digestible. Sure. You're launching the Switch Two, and day and date you have hey, you have this one maybe two big Nintendo exclusives, but you also have access to a previously unaccessible library of hundreds of games. That sounds like the same concept as nope. it coming to the Switch at any time. I think yeah, if they like, oh, nope. you have all these Nintendo exclusives, but you have this endless catalog, catalog of games. When you bought on uh, the Switch at a downtime, no, it would not overshadow anything. Exactly. The only thing that would overshadow is a new Xbox release that I doubt would be on the Switch be released on the Switch through Game Pass or xCloud. I that would be, I, I, it'd be much less overshadowing than I, if it I, was again, I, think it would be, I think it would be too many variables for the cloud stuff, and also we just haven't seen, we've seen like a few, very few games in the US specifically that are working with the cloud. There was Hitman 3 and then like Control, and like I know that they ran, like a, they supposedly run well, but that's like so like such little games but and but these also... aren't these aren't things that are being these are like here's the thing is that Microsoft's future plan that they've been working on is streaming is the cloud mm-hmm. if they partner yeah, with partner. Microsoft that's a completely different infrastructure that's been established that could handle games and run it well I haven't played hitman or control on the switch so I don't know how they run I haven't seen many negative things i know i know in japan they had resident evil and assassin's creed as well i don't know how those run but if you're going to partner with someone who has been doing this and that's their business model i think that's a very different conversation than we're going to work with with dena or some other company that doesn't have the same you know resources that microsoft does no i i, I understand that i'm just saying that like i think that if just verbatim like i think that if game pass comes to switch it's going to be I don't think it's going to have the... It's definitely not going to hold the same value as console uh, Game Pass, Xbox console Game no, Pass. No, definitely not. Like, definitely not. And I and I could argue that I don't think it would uh, be on the same level as PC Game Pass, which a lot of people think is not worth the money. The, the, so, this is what I think that Game Pass for Switch and PlayStation, when it happens, is it's Microsoft titles. You think that, it's happening to PlayStation? You think it's going to come to PlayStation? I think Phil Spencer has already said it more than once in an interview, 100%. In the future, when you want to play, I don't doubt some... that Phil Spencer is saying it. I doubt that it's happening. I, I, I think Phil I think Spencer also said he doesn't believe in exclusives, and now yeah. he's bought numerous studios. <laughs> what, what, I'm, what, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. Yeah, fly. sure, Sony may not do it, but what I'm saying is, if Sony wants a game like Starfield, I think their only option to getting it is yes, you allow us to run Game Pass on your platform. And be I like, think they say nah, sorry, Starfield. Sure, yeah, that's yeah, and that's fine, later, and that, no. and that might be fine. But at some point, the weight on that camel gets way too heavy. If if it's maybe we'll pass on Starfield for now, but when Fallout Seven is here, when the next Doom is here, when the next Wolfenstein is here, Cam, you're shaking your head. But those are games that people care about. And if I'm if I'm if I'm thinking about buying a PS5, and I currently don't have a PS5 or an Xbox Series X, if hey, all these Bethesda games that I love are only available here. And I only play PlayStation. Guess what? Maybe I'm not buying a PlayStation Five. Maybe I don't care about the Last of Us One remake that much. That I'm going to buy a PlayStation Five. I mean, that's fine. But like, I mean, like, I again, think like, at some point that could... weight becomes a little too heavy, and 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 PlayStation allows it to happen. Because what what is more important to PlayStation? Allowing Microsoft to run a service 
on their platform or losing the player base. Microsoft's playing in this field that they've been working up to for years, which is if you don't want to buy an Xbox, obviously they care if you buy an Xbox. For sure they care if you buy an Xbox, but they more care if you buy a Game Pass. So if the option for them is you can buy another platform and buy Game Pass, they don't care at the end of the day. I I think that you are in a minority where I'm, that that's fine i'm, if, I'm if correct hypothetically no <laughs> i'm correct no, it's business my, it's no, business no i think when it comes to like people that like get all the consoles or like you know uh i think that you're a minority in the sense where like you would not get a console like for like in that situation for like for me like if like i like to play on xbox and if the roles were reversed it was like playstation game pass I would still buy a fucking Xbox for their exclusives. Like I would still buy both consoles. But it's hard for like, any of us to say that cuz all of us buy all the consoles. This is for the like the the regular consumer out there that they don't have maybe they don't care as n- enough to buy three consoles or two consoles or maybe they only use PC in one console or maybe they only buy one console. I I just But even with PC <sighs> like you have PC Game Pass. Sure. Like so, yeah. And like, again, that's Microsoft's like, model. They don't care if you buy an Xbox necessarily because they want you to buy Game Pass. Well, well Microsoft like, also is Microsoft. Like, they you're you're on a PC. They don't care because they own that too. Yeah, there's that, like, yes, there's so exactly. Many, there's so many vari- variables in that example that it's just like, yeah, well, this could be this. Like, this person could own this system. Listen, like, it, listen. Sony like, did not and doesn't want crossplay. They still don't want it. They didn't want Fortnite to be crossplay. They didn't want Rocket League to be crossplay. They didn't want Call of Duty to be crossplay. They don't want anything yeah, to be crossplay. They don't want yeah, that. Yeah, cool. That's even more reason to, for me to think that they're not going to want Microsoft. But eventually, what happens? They do it because the weight is too strong. When Epic Games comes knocking on the door, they're already reversing a lot of the stuff that Sean Layden was like preaching, like you know, a, a few years ago. Like, I, I definitely don't think that they're going to. To the, at that. some point, the I, I just want to say to heavy. Cam's point earlier about Game Pass coming to Switch and potentially overshadowing and doing a bunch of other stuff to Nintendo IP, which I don't think would happen on the Switch, but it would totally happen on PlayStation. If you have Game Pass come to that service, and then the catalog gets even murkier because, like, you have multi-platform games that would then go that could potentially go to game pass and then like why would you ever buy it on your playstation if you could play it on game pass when i think of how game pass would operate on switch and playstation i don't think it would include anything outside of microsoft owned ip i don't think you'd get outriders on playstation i think you would just get you know microsoft owned ip i think that's a bad service yeah, why would people if, pay for that? Why would people Cam, if I'm a, if I'm a PlayStation gamer mm-hmm. and I don't have an Xbox, but if I pay $15 a month and I can get Game Pass and now have access to all of Gears of War, all of Halo, all of Forza, all of Forza Horizon, Sea of Thieves, every Bethesda game, do I have to continue? I mean, I mean you, do I have to continue? Only, if you only have a PS5, sure, but I mean But that's a lot of people. Even... That's a lot of people. I mean, look at the numbers. What is Game Pass? Fifteen dollars a month. Yes. So basically, what is that a year? Technically, like $1, ten dollars a month. So two games. It costs no, PC two. PC Game Pass is five, isn't it? Oh, I don't know no, about PC. That's on PC. But oh, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking console. It's it's ten dollars. Okay. Ten dollars. So yeah. basically, I could pay for Game Pass for a year and a half, give or take a little bit more, or just buy it. What is the Xbox One as like? 
250 300 at this point not the one s the series s i'm sorry how much yeah, is that 300, 300 i feel like by the time that this would happen by that conversation i might as well just buy a, like a cheap xbox and just play my games there and get more value for my game pass subscription than paying for a service that's like half as good as the one that i can maybe get on xbox. but not everyone's gonna do that right i just feel like this this whole scenario is half-baked i you guys can can bookmark this and when it happens, it happens. I, the PlayStation thing will take longer. The Switch thing is not going to take longer. Also, are these games optimized to like use the PS5's hard drive? Like that's a ton of work that needs to be done. Because like with Switch, we're talking about using the cloud, which is an easy scenario. Are we using the cloud for PlayStation also? I don't really know how it functions because currently on Game Pass uh, or on Xbox, as long as the developer allows. Microsoft gives them the okay. They can they can upscale everything graphically and frames per second. So I don't know on the back end how things really would work Game Pass wise. Right, but the PS5 architecture is so uh, like centered around that NVMe drive mm. that like the biggest thing that PS5 touts is its load times and how they're the fastest of the two consoles, despite you know the specs being relatively similar in both consoles. Otherwise xbox having the edge and teraflops or whatever the fuck you want to talk about but like like do you then make all the developers or ask all the developers if they would optimize around that hard drive or are you getting like a a lesser version of that game that's not like utilizing the full power of the ps5 like i feel like there's even more variables in this scenario and i feel like the people that don't buy more than one console probably aren't gonna notice that the game might be less optimized that's my opinion I uh, no, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm just trying to like wrap my head around like I, I, how I, this would. I look at it theoretically. From, I look at it from from a business consumer standpoint, where it's like you have I don't know what 120 million PlayStation fours out in the wild. How many? I think, I think more than that at this point. How many of those people are you know heavily invested in gaming? How many of them are heavily invested in? buying more than a handful of games through the life cycle of them owning that console. I don't know if those same consumers are the people that are maybe looking at, well, this isn't the, the optimized version of this game. This isn't the best looking version of this game. This isn't the X version of this game. Um, I think it's, I think it's a, a shot at the consumer base and not necessarily the enthusiasts who, like I said, the enthusiasts are going to own multiple platforms and play it the best place and do what they want to do and you know it is what it is but i don't know at the end of the day i'll reel it back to nintendo i think the nintendo thing is very likely i do think it's going to happen i think game pass is coming to switch and if that does happen master chief is definitely going to come to smash it's it's not it's not i don't i really don't think it's going to happen uh i just think that what if that's the big nintendo xbox announcement I just think Sorry. that we would Could we be. would have seen more by now. They've 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 been in a good partnership for for long enough that I think that we would have seen more. Why? Here's the thing: all, during the, the thing dur- during the like, Xbox like, during the Xbox One PS4 era, Nintendo doesn't need to fucking do anything about about competing with those two because it's breaking every record possible. But as we get further into this next gen there becomes a disparity between the games that are going to be eventually made for the Xbox Series X and the PS5 not being able to be ported to the Switch. 
in that specific scenario, Nintendo needs to potentially look at exhausting other outlets, which, which is, do we get more games streamed through the cloud here? What does that look like? What can we do? Do we make a Switch Pro? I don't think we're getting a Switch Pro. I think we're, I don't think that's happening. And if we do get a quote-unquote Switch Pro, I think it's going to be a very, very minor update to the console. Better battery life, maybe a sharper screen, maybe a little bit of this, but it's not going to be this, here's this 4K handheld that can handle you know, Series X ports and PS5 ports. I just don't think that's what the reality is. If they ever make a 4K handheld, that's a waste of time. Yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't see that as a reality. I, I see cloud gaming as the, as the more feasible reality for their platform. Nintendo has never been the company that chases after horsepower. They're always the underpowered platform every generation by design. That's just what they I do. I have my Nintendo Mustang in the garage. What are you talking about? Well, listen, when are we going for a ride? one day so i will say just while we've been having this conversation for three of the past three minutes i did put up separate polls on twitter just to see like just to get a, a small this is obviously a small pool yeah i voted no in both of them okay so not including jesse um so on playstation 5 13 votes total and uh uh i think only two of them said yes it would come to playstation 5 and then 23 votes, um, and I think, well, 24 votes, including Jesse's, it's split 50-50. So technically, one vote has yes above no on Switch. So, I don't know. I don't know, Brendan. Like, here's the thing. I don't, I have nothing, I have no stakes on this. I don't give a fuck what mm-hmm. Microsoft does. I'm still going to be, that is not going to change the way I consume my gaming at all. I mean, here's but, the reality for me, too. It, it, it doesn't change anything for me. I I primarily play on Xbox and Nintendo. So like mm-hmm. if Game Pass comes to Switch, that might be cool for like achievement hunting in bed at night, but like I'm going to primarily play my Xbox games on my Xbox. So that doesn't change me, but looking at it specifically through business lens cuz I just that's how my brain works. Uh it just seems like the logical thing for Microsoft and Nintendo to both be looking at maybe not necessarily as Game Pass is the answer or Microsoft is the answer but for Nintendo the the reality has to be they are very good about optimizing their own games Breath of the Wild has seemingly no load times for a game that's very large and open world the load times are hidden behind behind going into shrines but if you're out in the open it doesn't it never loads and you can go from point a to point b across the map and it never loads i would argue that that's remarkable for that platform um especially that early in the console's life cycle but i think nintendo in general is very good about optimizing their own platforms for their own games they do a lot of really really interesting things that other people seemingly can't pull off um but again the thing for me is it's just like what just everything that like like Xbox has done for Nintendo specifically so far, and honestly, even putting Banjo and Smash was definitely more of a win for Nintendo than it was for Xbox. Like, what? Like, I don't think that hypothetically that Xbox coming to Game Pass or Game Pass going to Nintendo Switch is like an e- equal partnership between the two. Like, out, out of everything that xbox has done for nintendo that like i it just i again i which is like i've seen a lot of nintendo winning out of the situation 
which is why I don't think that I really don't think that Xbox or like Game Pass is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's because like I just don't think that I really don't think that their partner like their partnership like yeah they have this play together initiative that they have together, um, but like that's not really. That's I, more of like I think all these deals are cut. Anything. I think all these deals are cut think, separately. I just don't think that their relationship as like sharing things with each other is as uh, buddy buddy as you think it is. No, I, I I don't think it's buddy buddy, and I think all of these these business partnerships are are cut separately. I don't think it's this big pool of hey we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this it's hey we want banjo and smash for whatever reason we're gonna cut out this deal to make it work and if i'm microsoft you may not see it as as a as a win for microsoft any character that gets added to smash is a win for that brand because smash is the best-selling fighting game of all time and i'm not to kind of but to kind of bring it back to our conversation on twitter earlier about ratchet and clank being a household name Mario is a household name. Pikachu is a household name. Sure. Zelda, maybe, maybe not. But Zelda definitely. But having Banjo appear in trailers and commercials and whatnot with household names that mom and dad might know, but they don't know any of these other people, that is a win for Microsoft. It's a win for Dragon Quest. It's a win how for Persona. They, but but how is it if they don't know who Banjo is? I'm saying the win is the potential for somebody to recognize this other character or ask who that character is. Again, this this is the potential so low though. It, I, so it's low. really not. But I, I think I think it's not necessarily for, asking. But it's it's if you see if you know that Mario is good for your kids, right? Like you know that the Mario games are bang. friendly and a household name, and then you see Banjo Kazooie next to Mario, you might not know who the fuck Banjo Kazooie is. Banjo's but if he's standing. It doesn't need but, to be but on I'm just Switch. using this as an it example. Dragon Quest, right? Like whatever. Like you see that character standing next to Mario, and before they start fighting, if they don't, if they're not fighting in the commercial, you might go, "Oh, well, if they're together, then like that thing is probably like you." You start to associate all of these things together, mm-hmm. regardless of if they are or not. If you're just a general consumer or looking for something for your kid or something, you start to see these characters again and again and again all together. You start to kind of just assume which is not a great thing, but it is a thing that people do all the time mm-hmm. okay. that all of these characters are it, part of. The, it's good the same brand thing. recognition fun, for what Microsoft. Direct, what is the direct benefit? Like? Brand recognition, brand recognition. You may be going by that. It's, game. Just, it's brand recognition. It's going to make that final platform? push for, it's going to make that final push for them just wanting to be game pass platform, not a console platform even further. Cause it's inevitable that they're going to make like a game pass stick or an X cloud stick yes. for TVs or just, an xCloud app for TVs. You're that shaking your head no. Works. People are Na- reporting that that is in the work. Nano's a million percent so right. So why not just put it anywhere at, after this generation? They don't care about consoles. They are only reporting Game Pass numbers. Microsoft yeah. is 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 operating ahead of Nintendo and Sony in a lot of ways. And it's the future of, oh, of this type I of agree. media is going to be not a box under your TV. It's going to be a stick in your TV, a fucking app on your smart TV, your phone, whatever could, it may I be. I could see being an app on your TV, but I, sure. I, I, again, I just don't see it on Switch or PlayStation. Yeah, also, that's... think about the the third-party games that they are putting on Game Pass. They are putting games like Destiny 2, like game, even Outriders to a certain extent, right? Like games that are designed to like keep you going and keep you mm-hmm. on that, that hunt and these live service games. Like MLB The Show 
probably that whole deal had to do with the MLB, but like that is a game that some people play the entire year. So if you can start getting that stuff out into yeah. on other platforms and you have people paying for the service, not because they're playing every game, but they're playing two or three live service games. Like if you could put that and- everywhere, eat the switch wherever you want. I don't PlayStation again, different ball game. Do not think that's happening, but like you, you win. Whatever you're and fighting for, you win. Take that, take that one thing. Is, I don't think that, that stuff is going to happen because, like, if we see, if we look at Outriders, we look at MLB the Show. Those are coming to Xbox consoles. That's, they're not coming to PC, even though they could. They're not coming to like if they're on Switch, they wouldn't go to Switch. They would go on Xbox. Yeah, but it doesn't need to. That to buy consoles. But that... they want people to buy consoles. Like, granted, like it's not their like Game Pass is like their flagship thing right now, but they still want people to buy their own consoles. So, like, if 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 hypothetically things were like that was on nintendo switch you wouldn't see mlb the show coming to but, like in like the cloud version thing could work hypothetically you wouldn't see it say oh it's coming to xbox yeah, but they they don't need they don't I need it to i think you're only see it on xbox they don't need it to. too simplistically it, though because think of, like, think of like xbox game pass like consoles like having everything like that isn't like a pc exclusive which is a very few number of titles um are all on xbox game pass on xbox consoles but then the rest of the the rest of the uh, like catalogs on other on other platforms are basically like the plat like the catalog that Stadia has right now. It's like why would I go to these other cons like these other versions of Game Pass when this is like the this is by far the best. Like at like, I, like what Jesse said earlier, I would rather just spend three hundred dollars on an Xbox Series S and then just get, and then get and but, get the best version of Game Pass there. But you're also not thinking like in the big, big, big picture. You're thinking about console decisions. No, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my thought. Because if it is on Switch, if it is on PlayStation, they're not getting the best version. People care about playing the best version, and there can easily be a quick title card that says, "Play the best version on Xbox." That is going to sell consoles, and that's why it's on phones. It's coming to PC eventually. Uh, XCloud is coming to PC. Game Pass that's is already cool. on PC. But it's on phones too, and that's all just a way to say, "Hey, there's all these games. Try try these games out on your phone. Try these games out on the Switch." But if you want to play the best version, pick up an Xbox. Pick up an Xbox, and you can continue right where you left off. No extra charge. Well, just three hundred dollars for the Series S, but Mm -hmm. it's a much less barrier entry to get your foot in the door. It's getting people's feet in the door for the Xbox brand, and they're making money no matter what. And Cam, the thing that I'm trying to point out is. It's not like, hey, I'm going to pay for Game Pass on my on my Xbox, and then I'm going to pay a separate thing for Game Pass on my Switch. I'm going to pay for Game Pass. So the Switch version may only have a select library of Microsoft-published games. So if I only own a Switch, what's the what's the where, where is the where is the lack of benefit for me buying that service? But if I own a Switch and an Xbox, I'm a winner because. I have it everywhere already. Mm-hmm. It's not a play for the people who have multiple consoles. It's a play for the people who do not own an Xbox. That's the play. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree with that. But like, I, 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 but like even with, again, like the whole mobile thing, like them going to mobile, like it, they're not a competitive market. That's why it's not, that's why it's on mobile. It's because like the, there's no, they're not competing. No, against... mobile, it's not, it, technically it's not. I mean, mobile is the biggest market for gamers absolutely oh, are the most is. gamers and but that's I'm that it's not like competitive like they're not selling like they're not se- like mobile is not a console it's not like a thing that you go to the store to buy specifically to play games is what i'm saying it's like 
Uh, that... uh, it's. I don't think. I don't think they're coming to Switch. I don't think it's coming. That's to, fine. Like, That's fine. We're 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 all allowed we to disagree. That's this. fine. Yeah. That's I fine. I don't think it's coming to anyone else. You can't convince. I that. also. Like, I I agree with you, Cam. I my yeah. my point earlier was like, I think they're gonna put it on everything and anything. If it comes to Switch, I think it's going to be a long process it's going yes, to be a 100%. very arduous process i think that process think has been going on for a long time think it is but no. i i don't think it's impossible i just think that it's not this like snap your fingers all of a sudden game passes on switch if it is i my i i, yeah. I will admit i'm wrong and i will i don't know eat my hat whatever people yeah, if, want yeah. to do on the internet if it yeah exactly what you just said like if it was an ongoing process like you said brendan we would see 100%. xbox games we would see xbox games coming to switch via cloud I already we would see that happening so. already. No, definitely not yes. cloud is a brand new yes. thing on this switch that is a brand like, new thing that's why don't we still have on the test on switch yet why don't we have like these games that like have been back on the xbox one is golden eye on rare replay no, it's not know. because they don't own the no, license okay. to Goldeneye. I, I was about to say it might just be a licensing issue. Yeah, it's licensing. Not, yeah. It's not a licensing thing. Kim, the the reason is is the United States just recently got control, like last fall. That's that's like the United States doesn't have control. <laughs> but we the the switch in the United States had had only just recently gotten a cloud game. Japan, which is a very smaller country, a much smaller country, had. Assassin's Creed and Resident Evil before no, but like, it was anywhere else. We would, even so, we would see more games. Like we've only seen, like even though it's just last year. But, like, I but feel Microsoft like... isn't it isn't powering Nintendo's cloud program right now. So why would but we see more so, stuff? Like that, even so, like if they had to transfer, that would be a process. That would not be something that would happen overnight. I, I, I'm not saying it's happening overnight. I, I'm saying that this is a play that I guarantee that Microsoft has been trying to push for a long time. The future, okay. the future here's, of here's the Microsoft platform is Game Pass in the cloud. Just like um, with backwards compatibility, right? Like if, if let's say that the Xbox Game Pass Switch thing happens, it is going to be a slow rollout of stuff. I think yes. much like Master Chief Collection on PC, right? It's like, Here's three or four titles right now. That's what we have. A couple months from now, maybe we get another title. I, I think new sure. games yeah. will be on a six-month delay to a year, you know, coming sure. into that service. I think it's possible that this this service comes. I think it comes bare bones and much like a Nintendo What's the problem uh, with that? NES online is like it's it's slowly I just don't think it's that appealing at first. I think like Maybe people don't hop in right away, but I think a, like if they let's say they launch the service in June, hypothetically. Sure. It's got the Master Chief Collection. Let's just say they were able to get all the Halo games in the Master Chief Collection running on the Switch. Huge, right? That's awesome. Yeah. But they don't have anything else. They don't need anything so else. So it's like, right, for now. But then you start to look at like, okay, well, am I really going to pay $15, $10 a month you, you, just to play Halo? But then every few months they start adding a game or two games. So now a year from now, that service is much more enticing than it was, but it's just going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. For sure. But you guys need to look at this through the business sense, the business lens. When Microsoft launched Game Pass, how often could you get Game Pass for a dollar? Because I'll tell you right now, I paid Game Pass for a dollar a month for like two fucking years before I ever can had to. Can you still do that? I'm sure you can still no, do that. I think you got to keep making like month. dummy. Yeah. Dummy okay. accounts. Yeah, so I, month, yeah. I, I was grandfathered into Game Pass for a dollar for a long time. There's a reason why Microsoft chose to lose money 
on that end of things, and it's to gain a subscription base. If I'm launching Game Pass very bare bones on the Switch, let's just say to make it easy, hey, we're launching Game Pass on the Switch with the Halo Master Chief Collection. This if is you, my example. I know. You just did this. I know, but I'm going to refine it for you. I'm going to refine <laughs> it for you. I'm going I'm to refine the business aspect of it. If you are currently a Game Pass subscriber on PC slash Xbox, you just have it. If you have a Switch, you have access to this. But if you're only a Switch user and you don't have Game Pass, well, guess what? You can get Game Pass for Nintendo Switch, which is a dollar for the first month, and then it's $5 a month for this year or something like that. There's an introductory price. There's a lower bar to get into that because it's a lower service. It's a bare-bones service. But, again, if you're an Xbox user, you don't have to pay anything extra. You just have it. But if you're just an an only Switch person, you can get this specific service for a different price point. Mm-hmm. I don't see the problem there. I see that as a win for Microsoft because they get to slowly accrue a subscription base on a Nintendo platform. And if I'm an only Nintendo gamer, I've never played Halo. Or I haven't played Halo recently because I don't have a I have an Xbox. I don't I don't see it. I don't think it's it's a it's a problem. Like I don't think it's like a like I, I just think it's a lot of work, and I think Nintendo has to be on board, and I don't know if Nintendo is on board. That's what's hanging me up. I think Microsoft if, will play ball all day. If I'm Nintendo, I think if I'm Microsoft, Nintendo, if Microsoft can get Game Pass where they want it, they'll put it there. Sure. I think Nintendo, Wait, like Cam kind of said earlier, it's like, what is the value in this for them? The value is Nintendo gets a cut of that subscription. That's and the also, value. any microtransactions they get the crut they get the cut absolutely but but that's what i was saying earlier do that's they? a lot yes. of money yes do they get the and cut if, we, and we don't know that they do and if i'm microsoft that's how On it works pass though that's how I think it, it gets i think it gets well murky. that would be that would be if if it the only co- case it wouldn't is if it is running a separate instance of xbox through the cloud on the switch and let instead of it just like booting up a game through x cloud to play the game and if and we again, don't if, know the concept of this i'm assuming how does cuphead that, work on the switch there's no microtransactions. but you don't you don't hook up your xbox live or anything to the you don't have to hook up your xbox account to uh, that or you might you, you can't for minecraft you can and get achievements so what i'm wondering is are when you and this is something that i, I guess we could we could theoretically test right now well no because well my, minecraft has microtransactions right you could buy skins and stuff yes when you log into that does it take you to the eShop or does it take you to eShop. the Xbox store? I would imagine you, the eShop because it's the same thing with okay. Fortnite. You you would pay through the eShop. Well, mm. I guess Minecraft's a bad example because like if you're spending money on Minecraft, you might Microsoft still might see a cut of that cuz they own Minecraft. I I don't know. Yeah, they they but, they'd get the Minecraft cut. They wouldn't get the the other right. part of it. But I, I I guess like what I'm saying is like I, I believe I feel it's like a that's, set- a, that's a deal that we would not be privy to. I believe if it's there's a, like a behind the scenes deal for microtransaction stuff. Uh, if it's like if this money is being spent on an Xbox property, we get twenty percent or ten percent of that cut, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't see a way that Microsoft puts that stuff out with microtransactions and doesn't want something for it. I feel like that's they're losing, they, they're I, losing even more money. I, on that I think the only games that they would put on another platform that isn't PC or Xbox would be only Microsoft published games. And if that has microtransactions and the traditional cut is 70, 30, they'd still be getting that 70% cut because they own the property where Epic gets 70% of a Fortnite transaction on a PlayStation because they own Fortnite and PlayStation, PlayStation gets the other 30. So like it, 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 
it will work out. And if the and if the the deal is, hey, you you get the cut of the microtransaction, but we get the fucking Game Pass subscription. That's a slam dunk all day for Microsoft. That's what they want. They don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, th- sure, take take the microtransaction. We we literally do not care. Take the take the three dollars out of that ten. We'll take the seven and the Game Pass subscription. Okay. I, I just know. I don't know. It's it's all. It, th- there's a lot. To Listen, say. this is not just a flip the switch and we're good to go. There's a lot going on, but I I think that Nintendo does have a a future problem of. If they don't put out a pro, which I don't think is happening, uh, and if again if they do, I think it's a very very you know minuscule update to the to the platform, not this 4K you know bonkers thing. Um, especially because leading into the last topic, which we're going to cut because we're way over way over time here. Uh, you know, Nintendo. We always are, baby. Nint- part of Nintendo's Just two hours. We're not doing two hours. <laughs> part of Nintendo's. I have uh, coffee cup sushi to eat. Yeah, part of Nintendo's thing is they want to keep because in that same interview they asked, "Hey, what do you think about you know Switch Pro rumors?" Blah, blah blah. It was simply we like you know we're always working on new hardware, but we like to keep things you know within a certain consumer friendly price point. And a 4K handheld is definitely not a consumer friendly product, unless they have sure. access to some you know magical thing that no one else has access to. Hardware wise. So, does anyone have anything else to add to any of these topics before we wrap things up? Uh, Update 96 vote, 93 votes for uh, and uh, PlayStation on the PlayStation question 81.7% say no. Uh, Switch question uh, 57.1% say no of 63 votes. Yeah. Listen, the the PlayStation thing is not like I I foresee Switch happening within a year from now. You're okay. Before <laughs> we before before we spin all no, of no, this no, shit I'm, up I'm, again. No, 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 no. I'm just gonna simply say that if you were right, like like let's make it like we can make a bet right now. I'll do something super embarrassing or some something like that. Uh, and like if you end up being right, that's sure. I'm just saying that I I don't think that Phil teasing that a few weeks ago in a in a thing was like the beginning of this conversation happening. I think this is a conversation that's been happening. And now that mm-hmm. it's getting close to happening, he feels very comfortable teasing it. I think that's the I think reality. He's just showing that. I mean, I think he's just showing like the, why, why does he need like, to, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to show Nintendo any love. What, why does he need I mean, to like, show oh, a switch? The here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain why. I think if that's the case, he'll be throwing like, a PlayStation on his shelf as well. When I, exactly. When I, went to, when I went, like when I went to E3, the, no, it's from more of a business standpoint that like, anyway, from when I went to E3 in 2019, you know, I saw uh, Larry Herb, uh, Major Nelson, talk to Tim and Greg on like an E3 stage, and he brought up that he was like, and this was like shortly after they started like that they were had like this partnership with Nintendo, like where they like were buddy buddy, uh, and he was talking about like, oh, I was just playing on my Nintendo Switch, and so, like that's that's how I saw that with Phil Spencer. It's just like, like yeah, we're good friends with Nintendo. That's sure. It. No, I mean, they are. The, the Microsoft United States headquarters and Nintendo of America are literally across the street from each other. Like, they are definitely, like, friendly, the people that work for those companies. They they definitely no, I mean, like, are friendly people. And, yes, they have, a again, a very openly public, hey, we're buddy-buddy. Because it makes sense for yeah. both platforms to be that way at the current time. We're missing the point here. Hit the me with Microsoft it. Nintendo news 
is that they are bringing Scalebound to the Nintendo Switch. Thank you, I rest my case. It could happen. It's not going to happen, but it could happen. Those were rumors for a while, though. That was circulating for a while. Mm-hmm. I was like, Scalebound's coming to the Switch. Who, They're bringing it who back. owns the IP, Microsoft or Platinum? Is it, It's a Platinum game, right? No, it's, it, it was a Microsoft IP. Microsoft yeah, Platinum IP. was developing the IP for Microsoft. Gotcha. I would not be surprised if that game came back, if that game was reannounced this year by a different studio and it was being made. I would not be surprised. It could. I agree with that. Nintendo, they own the IP for uh, a reason. Microsoft's so. got a lot of shit. Kamiya won't be happy. I will say, that was one game that I, every time they showed it, I was like, don't care about this. Not interested. That like, stupid. Fucking go. The nah, first, the first time they showed it, when they were showing like kind of like the open world stuff, I was super on board. When they showed that like shitty crab fight, I was like, "This looks dumb." What do you mean you don't like giant crabs? Like, shooting the crab with bow and arrow. That was, I was like, this like, sucks. Super. That was like super early though. That was su- like they shouldn't have. Even that was shown that them. was the most yeah, but that was like the most it recent felt, thing we saw from that game before it got canned. Yeah, it felt like, like a, a dumb Western version on uh, Monster Hunter. I didn't care was, for Skill by neither. Yeah, same. It, b- it was a Kamiya game, Platinum Games. Before Kamiya. before we wrap things up, am I the only person who is dying on this Game Pass is coming to Switch Hill? No, I think Mick believes you. Uh, Mick agrees with you. I'm, be- I'm on the hill. Hell yeah. All right. I'm I think totally- I think in the next 10 years, there's not going to be a box for Xbox. It's going to be stream it anywhere type thing. Stream it anywhere you can get internet. I, I, I could, see, I could see Microsoft... I think Microsoft will always have a box as long as everyone else has a box. Or I could see Microsoft making some weird like console PC hybrid box, maybe. I think mm-hmm. it, it wholly depends on what internet infrastructure looks like around the world. I think if you still have large parts of the world that don't have access to good internet, you will always see a box. Mm-hmm. Once the yeah. world has crazy good internet. That makes sense. It, I should say if. If and the world ever gets crazy good internet, maybe we don't see a box anymore. And already they started that with uh, Skylink. The and I want to satellite say like, internet service. I'm not. Right. I'm not like. I'm not on the. I'm not. I'm not on the side of like. I don't think Game Pass will ever like hit a Nintendo platform. Like I could see it coming maybe on the next uh, Nintendo console, but I just don't think it's coming to Switch. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Listen, all right, we all entitled, found common ground. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. We're all friends again. Um, I hate all of you. Well, no, I love you. I'm sad we had to cut the Nintendo topic because I love Nintendo, but. Alas, there's always the more. Episode, episode part two. Oh maybe. yeah, it was like it was about the it was about the uh, IP, right? Yeah, like uh, we, <laughs> we can make this short and sweet. Yeah, so like Nintendo said that like they want to make more uh, new IP. That's good because uh, like I'm, we did it. Like <laughs> you know, that's good. It's good. New IP is always good. The thing yep. that's the thing that's funny to me is that they they said that in the same week that that Sony yes, had basically was, said yeah. we want to work on it. Blockbuster is just yeah. All this news is just hurting Sony more. Yeah, and the public eye. Yes, we yeah, want to work yeah. on new IP. Here's Splatoon three. <laughs> I mean, they they found some like success already. Look, like Astral Chain, like that that was good. I don't know how how well it sold, but um, Arms is somehow sticking around. Splatoon is sticking around. Yeah, Arms um, Arms outsold their projections. So to to Nintendo, yeah. Arms is success, which it brings me back to the Sony thing. I'm just confused as to how, like, I don't know what Sony projected death stranding to do and why that game wasn't, didn't meet its expectations. Uh, cause I think it's still sold like or, relatively well. Um, I'm looking right now, but, or even, uh, what was that motorcycle game? Days gone. Days gone. Days gone. That, that was, was the other whole thing. other half of that. Yeah. I that forgot story. about that. That was somehow that was successful, but then they still don't want to make a sequel for it. Did any of you play then, days gone or no? I did not play that game. Nope. No, nope. I have it, but I haven't played it. 
what's it called? Uh, yeah, there was the whole thing about uh, Ben. They were they were gonna they were like trying to drag Ben into the Last of Us thing, mm-hmm. and then now some of the heads over at Ben are working on a new IP. That was like the the rumor or the story that was part of it. Um, we'll see what that turns out to be, if anything, or if that gets the axe, because who knows? Sony's swinging. Um, so now, so, what do you got, so Cam? Not, so not only did Death Stranding sell less than Days Gone. It sold less than Ring Fit Adventure. Well, I mean, is listen, that you after don't... the big boost from COVID, though, because that's a huge I, uh, boost was, that uh, Ring Fit uh, got. Wait, this was in this was published September eighteenth last year. So yeah, that's after the big yeah, boost from yeah. COVID. To 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 be fair to like, it's very. Di- I wouldn't compare things to Nintendo games only because Nintendo's attach rate for first party stuff is mm-hmm. very high. And again, Ring Fit is a different game that I think has seen success because of COVID even more. For sure. Absolutely. And that I mean nobody could find it on the shelves. And people were selling it on eBay and black marketing it in the China for hundreds of more dollars than it mm. was already worth. Nintendo's And it's still highly popular. People are still seeking out Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah. Nintendo is very good about attacking the blue ocean market, which is mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a term they created or not, but basically just going after people who aren't like traditionally mm-hmm. video game audience. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's a fault of uh, Death Stranding doing less than Ring Fit, yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't. And uh, Death Stranding felt very niche of a game already. I feel like if Death Stranding had a put like a pedometer, like little baby thing peripheral, people would probably oh, buy that. Yeah. People probably buy that shit if they got like a, a Pokemon Go. What was that a Poke Walker type thing? Yeah, yeah, BT Walker. I just think they didn't see franchise potential in Death Stranding. Which is unfortunate. I think that's what it came down to. I think that game all... You know, we don't need to get into spoilers. But yeah. I don't think that game has franchise potential. Like, from seeing that whole story. I don't think there's another story to tell in that universe. Yeah. It was... I think so, the talks was that their sequel was going to be a... Almost like an anthology series. Oh, okay. Same universe, but different stories altogether. Okay. So, so there's... Apparently, Sony never... Uh, like officially announced how well Death Stranding sold, but which is a bad esti- sign. The estimate, the estimation is that it sold around four million copies. I will, I will point out just to kind of bring this oh, all no, failure, all full circle. They also didn't publicly say how well Ratchet and Clank 2016 did publicly, so they didn't release the sales numbers. So they also bought the studio that made it. I think they did that for a different reason. Yeah. No, but they still bought the studio. Oh, for sure. Listen, they still let the studio make Spider-Man and then bought them. I, I'm I'm not arguing that Ratchet and then Clank let them make another one. isn't a good or bad game. I just think that it's not a household name. That's all. That's that's where, okay. I, that's where I, 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 I don't have time I, for this. And I, did, yeah, and I did reverse. I like, okay, like, again, but I do think that there is a reason why we're getting a new entry for a game that's not a JRPG. Sure, Streets of Rage Four is twenty-one. Tre- Streets of Rage Three is or, twenty-one or years old, and we got a Streets of Rage Four last game, year. Or fighting games, then. Or fighting games. Streets like of Rage is that... not a fighting game. Bang! It's a brawler. It's a beat 'em up. But okay, but it got four games in in the span of that. Ratchet and Clank has gotten like ten plus games. Like it's not. This is not. Okay. Like it's consistently getting games. For 19 years. I don't know if I would say that their release schedule of Ratchet and Clank is consistent. Say? What did I just say? The biggest gap was four years, or like, or five years between 2016 and 2021, and that's because they were working on different games. Like, 
there were three Ratchet and Clank games, technically four if you count Ratchet, on PS2 alone. Like it's been, and they all sold under three million. But there's still new games coming out, so obviously, sure, there's some value. There is value into that franchise. I'm not saying the game so, is not valued. I'm just saying that I I don't think that Ratchet and Clank is this big IP that you are making it out to be. It's gonna sell better because it's on the PS5 in the beginning of the life cycle, for sure. And it's the first. No, wait, it's not the first PS5 exclusive. Never. It's about to lie. Camera. Can I? How bet? dare you? That's I right. know, right? Demon Souls remake. So you know, I guess I guess yeah, Ratchet likes the Returnal. first. Oh, Returnal first? Is that Returnal this month? Returnal's this month. Couple weeks. Yeah, Returnal's this month. The thirtieth. But even then, that's not a that's a first. Oh, it's a first party published. It's not a first party. But it is an like, exclusive. Ratchet and, Ratchet and Clank will be the first, like exclusive that is first party in house developed. Is Demon Souls not? Are we not counting? Developer? No, it's Astrobot. Is Astrobot one? Oh yeah, Astrobot. But do we count Miles Morales since it was PS4 and PS5? No. Okay. Got to be exclusive to the console. Yep. Anyways, this is a great place to draw that line and say we're not taking any more steps forward. But I first want to thank all of you for coming on and spending far too much time with me on a Wednesday night. Uh, before we get out of here, I would love each of you to plug your own stuff, let people know where to find you, what you're working on, what where people can check you out and interact with you and give you their support. Uh, Nano, since you are new to the show, if you want to kick us off. Yeah, um, you can find me on TikTok at the nanobiologist, on Twitch at the nanobiologist, Twitter the nanobiologist. Basically, if you look for a nanobiologist, I'll probably pop. Love it, Jesse. What about you? You can find me on Twitter.com at Jesse Vitelli, J E S S E V I T E L L I. Currently uh, working through my thesis of why Gilmore Girls and Persona Five are the same game. Or the same thing, entity rather. Are you actually um, doing this? Yeah, I, I have a whole Twitter thread. You can go check it out. On I thought slash Jesse Vitelli. I saw it the was a shit initial... post, and okay. then I put like right. four tweets under it. All right, I thought it was a shit post. That's why I didn't go any further. But there, but there, no, I, 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 I okay, to make this not about me super long, but I tweeted it as a shit post last night at like two a.m. and then I went to sleep and I woke up to like ten people asking me to actually give my thoughts about this, which I had none at the time. So I spent my morning this morning trying to find similarities between the two, which there are not many, but there are a few. So I, I cataloged the few that I can think of, and as I think of them, I post them in the Twitter thread. However, you can also find my writing at primagames.com. We got a really a lot of really cool stuff coming up. We got a stream on Friday, every Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do the Prima Games. We call it the Prima Tima live streamer. Um, it's a good time. We have a good time. Check out all the stuff. We got some cool stuff coming next week, so be sure to chew on that. Hell yeah. Can you... Can you plug the show that you were on also today or not yet? Or Oh, yeah. Cool. So tomorrow, um, I, yeah, I don't think it's a secret. Uh, I was with the Active Quest guys and Grayson, and we chatted. We did a Monster Hunter thing. Uh, we did a Monster Hunter Rise pros and cons review sort of thing that I believe Chris is going to put up tomorrow. Hell, yeah. So check that out. And I also recorded another thing on Monday, which will not be out for two weeks, but uh, it's a good time. You'll You'll see that in the future. Nice. Love it. Love to see it. We should find, I don't know how many of these other people exist. Maybe they're in that Twitter thread, but we should find other people who have also watched Gilmore Girls and played Persona and and do some <laughs> sort of podcast about those two things. 
I would love to do that. I know you would. That's why we should do it. Even if it just ends up being me and you, maybe Jen can walk in and give her Gilmore yeah. takes. I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is Lucas Sojo. Yes. Holy shit, yes. Like, like yeah. a thousand percent. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, right? Oh shit. Fuck. Also, LeBlanc like, is finish, Luke's? Finish. Uh, yeah, Cafe LeBlanc uh, and Luke strikers. is. So we can I have to finish that. Cast. Yeah, I do need to finish that. I need oh, to finish Brent that. Too. Brent hasn't even started it. Yeah. Just started oh, you haven't basically. even started. I'm I have. I have jail, I'm in the first palace jail. Yeah, whatever it is. Okay, we'll get to that. But yes, Lucas Sojiro. They both love coffee. Luke Steiner is analogous to Cafe LeBlanc um, in this essay, I Will. It really fucking <laughs> is. Holy shit. If only, if only Sojiro lived upstairs, it would be too perfect. Does that make Joker Jess? Uh, no, so Joker is Rory because they both wear uniforms and go to uh, private oh, school. Oh, no, I hate that. Now you're and uh, Paris Geller is Ryuji. It's a vibes thing. I don't really have a point to elaborate yeah, no, on Yeah, no, I can, I can get down with that, yeah. actually. Uh, and, and so the, the theme of society and breaking the chains of society is Lorelai <laughs> leaving her parents at a young age because they wanted her to live in this bougie and rich uh, like kind of toxic environment mm-hmm. and it's Lorelai breaking out of that and leaving and going to live in like a shitty apartment attached to an inn much like Joker lives above a coffee shop do we have a Makoto uh, analogy yet or no I think I think you could you could Paris Geller Makoto a little bit okay right. I think it could go both ways we're still working we're, we're still working it out but um yeah that's that's as Fuck. far as I've this is so this far. is a you need you need to like make something out of this you need to do something with yeah this. I'm still trying to figure out who um What's uh, what's Rory's best friend from her hometown? Lynn? Uh, is it Lynn? Lynn, something like that. We need to figure out um, who she is. I haven't figured that one out yet. Hmm. I'll I'll let that stew a little bit. Yeah. I love it. I love this idea. I hated this tweet, and now I love this idea. <laughs> Cam, what about you? So fun fact. We last we lost by the way on the Twitch stream half the viewership when you started talking about Gilmore Girls. About what? Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh, that's oh. that's cool. So, I'm oh, used to it. So, fun fact: apparently, Ratchet and Clank is the third best-selling franchise for PlayStation. That's that's bad because 26 million is oh. not a lot. But that's bad. That's bad. For that what? Pla- but for that platform, it's not. You. This is a weird hill you want to die on. 26 million it's is not, not bad. For 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 that platform, it's not though. For what platform? For PlayStation, that, across five generations, though, that's bad. That's uh, bad. Across four generations, Three, four still. It's bad in general, it's but bad. for PlayStation, it's not. And I'm again, sorry, what are we talking? Raise about? Raise the bar. I'm sorry. Ratchet. I'm sorry. Okay, it's this bad. is a listen, weird plug. Listen, listen. Yeah. Like, we're I'm sorry that we're not Nintendo, who's been around much longer than PlayStation and has two of the most iconic, like, like. We, we, know. we okay. know. Okay. Animal Crossing sold more than the whole Ratchet and Clank universe in a fucking yeah, and a not a full year. Was, and a big part of that was COVID. So sure it was. Anyway. Plug your stuff, it's please. True. It's so true. Don't even start that conversation now. Anyway, Jesse, we're talking about how Ratchet and Clank is the third best selling uh, PlayStation franchise. Which is bad. Sure. That's just Who insane. cares? Not me. Weirdly enough, Gran Turismo is number one, and it's not even close. 80 that million. doesn't surprise me. Gran Turismo was the million. was the leader in racing sims until Forza said, "Hold my fucking beer." Yeah, I know. So I'm you can find saying. Cam at Ratchet and Clank. Apparently, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah. So uh, 
Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Cam Final X. Take this. Cam has played one Ratchet and Clank game, and now he's like the Ratchet and Clank fucking... Hey, he started going Commando. <laughs> yeah, I started going Commando. Yeah. Which is like, wow, like the quality of life improvements between that game and a game that came out a year later, very good. Very good. I hope I feel that oh, way yeah. about Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Why no, are we starting like... this right now? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, well, I gotta edit some. I'm sorry, cut everything. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta so, wrap this. This shit. is going way too Camp long. Final Mix, um, Twitch.tv/slash/campfinalmix, and uh, I'm follow me. Yeah, Twitter. I'm gonna be sharing something uh, soon uh, that is r- really cool. So awesome, love it. Can Again. you tell us after the stream ends? No. Yeah, oh, he's he's being he's being too tight lipped about it. Brandon I, is normally the first person I tell like things about that, I, tell that I can talk about, and I would I wouldn't tell him, so I can't tell him. He'll understand when it when it, yeah, when it drops. I, I have I have some ideas. Yeah. I have some feelings of what it might Damn, be. Damn, I can't believe Cam's Same. coming to Smash Brothers. <laughs> Cam's coming <laughs> to Smash. Again, thank the three of you so much for coming on. I appreciate it taking the time. A way way too long extended time to to chat with me about about nonsensical nonsense uh as always cam was right i tried i tried multiple times to cut it i tried i tried you can find me at bgroom you can find all the past controller stuff at pastcontroller.io and again thank you all so much for coming on today thank you all so much for listening and please please wear a mask if you have to go outside